Got it. Today's date is, what is today's date? Today's date is August 27th of 2023. We are reading from the big book of AA at pages 68, starting at now about sex, to and including page 69, God alone can judge. Um, this will be followed by a 20-minute share by Kelly. And um, so we now have our uh, person doing the reading, which will be Christina, right? Come on in, Christina. Yes, thanks so much. Thank you for your service, Rick. I'm Christina M., compulsive overeater in Boston, Massachusetts. This is page 68 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Now about sex. Many of us needed an overhauling there. But above all, we tried to be sensible on this question. It's so easy to get way off the track. Here we find human opinions running to extremes, absurd extremes, perhaps. One set of voices cry that sex is, is a lust of our lower nature, a base necessity of procreation. Then we have the voices who cry for sex and more sex, who bewail the institution of marriage, who think that most of the troubles of the race are traceable to sex causes. They think we do not have enough of it or that it isn't the right kind. They see its significance everywhere. One school would allow man no flavor for his fare and the other would have us all on a straight pepper diet. We want to stay out of this controversy. We do not want to be the arbiter of anyone's sex conduct. Sex conduct. We all have sex problems. We'd hardly be human if we didn't. What can we do about them? We reviewed our, our own conduct over the years past. Where had we been selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate? Whom had we hurt? Did we unjustifiably arouse jealousy, suspicion, or bitterness? Where were we at fault? What should we have done instead? We got this all down on paper and looked at it. In this way, we tried to shape a sane and sound ideal for our future sex life. We subjected each relation to this test. Was it selfish or not? We asked God to mold our ideals and help us to live up to them. We remembered always that our sex powers were God-given and therefore good, neither to be used lightly or selfishly, nor to be despised and loathed. Whatever our ideal turns out to be, we must be willing to grow toward it. We must be willing to make amends where we have done harm, provided that we do not bring about still more harm in so doing. In other words, we treat sex as we would any other problem. In meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come if we want it. God alone can judge our sex situation. Counsel with persons is often desirable, but let God be the final judge. We realize that some people are as fanatical about sex as others are loose. We avoid hysterical thinking or advice. Thank you, Christina. And we will now hear from our speaker, Kelly S. Come on in, Kelly. Hey, guys. Kelly S., recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic. And yeah, I'm, I'm the poor soul who has to speak on this. <laughs> so Kim sent me a whole bunch of dates, and I work a lot on Sundays. And so I had just a couple dates I was able to work for the next or share on the, and she uh, 
I sent this one and she goes, and she doesn't tell you when she asks you if you can speak, she says, pick a date, then I'll let you know where we're at. I was like, okay. So I sent the dates and she said, how about this one, August 27th? I'm like, that's good. That'll work. And then when she sent me, okay, page 68, how about now about sex? I'm like, I immediately responded, can I change my mind? And then she sent me some little meme of like Nana Nana Boo Boo. And so, and then even last week, Sino when she shared was like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do now about sex next week. That's what that one's about. Um, so anyway, <laughs> here I am. Um, and uh, so let me just give you a little bit of my background first. Um, you know, a lot of people here know me and uh, I've uh, been around OA for a long time, 40 years. Um, don't have 40 years of absence. I have a little over a year of recovered abstinence and so grateful for that, not minimizing it. It's such a gift and a blessing. Um, but, you know, just real quick, you know, I've, uh, you know, been in LA since I was 20 years old. I just turned 60 this year. And so I've definitely been here way longer, like over half my life for sure. And, uh, way over <laughs> anyway. Um, you know, I've always felt different since I was a little girl, didn't start having a weight problem until I was in junior high. Um, but I've always felt different, you know, not knowing that it was a spiritual malady, right? I didn't know that part. And in fact, I didn't know that for, and probably until about 2013, really understood what that meant. And, um, you know, I came in these rooms because I'm also bulimic and I was binging and purging and I was thinner than I'd ever been. And I couldn't get it out of my sweats. And um, my mom's an AA and she's got, you know, over 40 years of recovery in that program. And she brought me to my first meeting. Actually, the truth is she took me on a 16, but you guys were a bunch of old ladies in a basement of a church and weird. And, um, and so I left and then came back at 20 and still kind of thought that, but I had no place else to go, you know, even by 20, I had no place else to go. And so I stuck around, but even in the rooms, you know, I've been over a hundred pounds overweight three times. I've lost that weight three times. And I came in these rooms and it took me for real decades to understand what this was all about. So I've always had it backwards, always, always, but I thought, I knew there was this God thing. I knew there were these steps, right? But I really thought there, the reason there's so many programs, 12 step programs is because um, there's, you know, that you have to work these 12 steps with this God thing so you can get abstinent and be a normal body weight. There's 12 steps in this God thing so you can get sober, right? There's like, I didn't understand that the whole point really is the doctor's opinion tells us we put down the food, the behaviors, we put down the alcohol, whatever it is, is our problem so that we can work the steps to get to this relationship with God, right? Because I had this spiritual malady, but I didn't get it. My end all be all was always to, I thought it was about losing weight and getting my eating under control. And I did that so many times, you know, I'd find these great food plans. I thought I was working the steps, never applied these principles in all my affairs. I didn't even know what that meant. And I remember one time consciously thinking that because I had a booklet, so I would do the booklets for each step and, um, and I thought that's what it was because I'm really good at checklists. And so I thought I've worked the steps, you know, and I even thought, well, I'm not really putting these in my lives, but whatever, where's the next booklet, you know, and my sponsors at the time, that's just kind of how we did it, it seemed like. And, you know, I just kept floundering. I'd, I'd lose the weight and I'd arrived and then I would, you know, I'd be Miss OA in my mind, of course. And and the, and the best thing that ever happened, not the best thing, but one of the good things I want to tell you guys is for those of who of you who've been around forever, I didn't leave. I didn't leave, right? Yes, I've gained my weight. I even went to other things in OA, but I always kept coming back. I grew up in these rooms 
And I also want to thank all of you guys who have your video on and are sitting and present because it was so it's always such a big deal to see faces. And so when we started doing phone meetings and stuff, it was weird to talk and not see people, you know? So, and my sponsor always says, come, come all the way in, sit all the way down. I didn't go to face-to-face -face meetings and sit out in the hall, right? I didn't sit with my back against the, the group. You know, we sat in circles um, and they still do that. But anyway, <clears throat> so I appreciate the videos. And uh, <clears throat> so I, you know, I kept floundering. I, I just kept coming back because for real, I had nowhere else to go. And my eating got worse, my binging and purging. I, uh, I would hear stories about people. I mean, you know, I'll never get over 200 pounds. I was almost 300 pounds. I'll never get over 200 pounds than I did, right? And I'll never eat out of the trash can. Well, then I did. So all those things, you know, it's, my disease continued to progress. And of course, I continued to get worse. And um, so in 2013, I heard about, you know, Vision for You. And I started listening. Of course, thought that was sacrilegious. You can't say recovered, right? And, um, and I was, but then it tells us right there on the title page, it's a story of how a hundred men and women recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And that, you know, I'll never be cured. I understand that, but I, it says that so many times it's a promise in the big book that we're going to be recovered. And I kept listening for two years and, um, obsessively at that point, there was only one meeting, um, and meetings alone, obviously don't fix you. I mean, I did not miss a meeting and I never, and it, but I wasn't willing to do the work, you know, and <clears throat> I don't know if I just kept thinking, you know, well, I call people a lot of times I would call people and ask them to be my sponsor, but then I wouldn't call them back because, you know, I'd get desperate. And then, you know, and I would listen to those meetings in my car every day and I would, I would be eating, you know, but I, I kept listening and started hearing about following the instructions out of the big book. And I thought there's no instructions in the big book. I've been around for years. I had a bunch of them, but I'd never read it in order. And when I did, I was like, Oh my God, there's instructions in the big book, you know? And so I finally got willing to put the food down in 2015 and started working it out of the big book and, um, never consciously thought this, but after, you know, several years, I became recovered and had almost, almost five years of recovered abstinence. Um, and when, and then when I relapsed, you know, what I had to look back seeing is I was Bill because I finally thought I had arrived in all the years I've been in OA. I had never had a year of abstinence. I lost over hundred pounds twice, but never even had a year. Right. Cause all I cared about was the weight. And so I had a year, then I had two years and I had three years and I was sponsoring. And then I was, uh, you know, I was sharing, I was leading retreats. I was moderating meetings and I was, I was a somebody and not only I was a somebody, I was a story of hope for you guys. Like you guys needed me to be abstinent and in recovery. And so when I started floundering and slipping and doing all that stuff, I, I didn't tell anybody, right? I didn't tell anybody because I couldn't tell people you guys needed me. And I didn't want to let go of that time. And what does that mean? I started floundering and stuff. Well, my resting on my laurels. <clears throat> um, I had two sponsees. When I relapsed, when I look back, I had not taken anybody through the work in two years. I had two sponsees that checked in, right? That's not what the book talks about. The book doesn't talk about sponsees checking in. There's not even the word sponsee, sponsory, whatever in the book. It talks about intensive work with others. And that's what taking people through the work is, right? And then <clears throat> I started, you know, for me, I'm a, a bulk eater. So I weigh and measure my food. I started getting sloppy with all the stuff that I judge other people. There's no such thing as abstinent-ish, right? Or abs I overate on abstinent food, bullshit, you know, the doctor's opinion says elimination, you know, it's complete black and white abstinent. 
And so I'd get sloppy, but I wouldn't tell anybody. I was committing my food, but I wasn't being honest. So it wasn't about the the sloppiness with the food. It was about the dishonesty, right? It was about the that spiritual principle. And 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 so it took that <clears throat> almost a year of me getting sloppy, getting I got I got this, I got this. I'm going to get right back on, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't tell people. And what happens to me is that dishonesty, not living by spiritual principles. I start shutting out God and you guys until I'm so disconnected. And then when I pick up food, it's like the, what happened, right? What happened? And I spent an entire day binging and purging, which grateful for today, because how do you bullshit that and lie about that? Right. So, you know, I finally became willing to reach out and tell people and, uh, and get honest and, and, and got a new sponsor and started working this program again from the beginning, like a newcomer, um, basically like hospitalization and, you know, making this a priority and the doctor's opinion. So um, the thing that <clears throat> that kind of segues into this whole part that we've read today, because one of the things I never heard, and I know it's crazy when I came in these rooms and I didn't even understand until um, my new sponsor that I've had for a couple of years, but in working with others, so you're, you're getting ready to work with somebody, right? You're a sponsor, you're a sponsor now. And working with others, it's a whole chapter on how you're going to do that. I mean, all the instructions on how to be a sponsor are right in there. And on page 93, it says in italics, the main thing is that he, he, the new person, be willing to believe in a power greater than himself and that he live by spiritual principles, right? So right from the beginning, you're going to tell them. So you're going to have to have this power, whatever that power is, right? And... You're going to have to live by spiritual principles. And I'm not kidding you guys. This is me. Wait, what? What the heck does that have to do with anything? I came in here to lose weight, stop binging and purging, and maintain a normal body weight. I, it's not that I was thinking, I don't want to live by spiritual principles. I just didn't know that was a, a requirement. I mean, that's one of two things that, that in order to work this program, we're going to have to start living different, right? And I did not understand that for decades. And um, and that's huge today in my recovery. And that's one of my messages with people I work with, you know, that I did not understand that we're going to have to change and start living different. You know, that's not just about the food. It's not about the food at all. In fact, we're putting the food down so that we can change and start living different. And so this whole thing on, on sex, I mean, just, you know, so in the first 18, 19 years of my program, I had zero spiritual principles as far as that went. I mean, I've always lied when the truth would hurt, would, would work. My mom's told me that my whole life. I, if nothing else, I embellish. So you'll like me better. Um, I still struggle with that. <clears throat> so when it talks about this whole thing with sex, right? It's like, I came in here to lose weight and get my eating under control. The first 19 years, I got married when I was 20. And for the first 19 years, I had affairs all the time, all the time, numerous, countless cheating affairs and really wondered why I couldn't. I mean, I would lose my weight. So I figured I was doing OK. Right. And I, that's how I lived my life. I mean, I had affairs with people in the rooms and it was like I never tried to be a different person. I didn't change. And and even if you were somebody who didn't have affairs and, and do all these things, it still is that whole idea of, was I living by any kind of spiritual principles, you know? And so it's like, um, so for me, it was like, you know, I'm married. I made a commitment to this one person. So that was my ideal that I didn't really 
obviously live up to, right? And never thought about any of this stuff. And then, um, you know, when it talks about we reviewed our conduct over the years, all of this, really everything we ever do is going to come down to even like the, how we do our daily 10 steps, how we do our nightly reviews. It doesn't matter if it's about our sex ideals, our relationship ideals, whatever, you know, the bottom line is the exact same questions I'm going to have to ask myself about any of it. So, you know, where I've been selfish, it doesn't even matter about the details of what I did in my sex life um, or didn't do in my sex life, right? It's, uh, have I been selfish, dishonest, or inconsiderate? Whom had I hurt, right? I mean, these are the things. And I love the question, what should we have done instead? I mean, I ask myself that every night on my nightly review. You know, what what would God have wanted me to be during that marriage? What would God want me to be today? You know, those are the questions, you know, how would God want me to show up today? And I have to ask myself about that with everything. And even if so, I'm in a marriage and say I hadn't been, um, even when I was with my, my husband, you know, so not cheating on him is, you know, like this disease isolates us. It isolates me and I'm not connected with him. Right. And then, you know, the weight is also a thing. It's like, I don't want people to touch me. So, you know, of course that promiscuity only happened when I would lose all my weight. But in the meantime, when I put my weight back on, I wasn't promiscuous, but then I didn't want to have anything to do with my husband because I didn't want to be touched. I mean, that's, you know, I can't even think about how much pain that would have caused him. Right. In all those years. And so, you know, that's the thing for me is looking at those questions. And so when I put all that stuff down is um, I had to look at my selfishness because for years I blamed him for all the things that I did. I know in relationships there's two parts, but it doesn't matter. I'm I'm here to myself to get recovery. And so I'm grateful today that, you know, that part of my life, you know, um, I was almost 40 when I finally was able to um change that behavior. And that's truly a gift from God, because I wasn't sure if I could ever do that. And, um, and so, but in the meantime, it's still that whole idea of we can use this part, even now, when I work through the steps of my relationship ideals, um, cause today, I mean, I did get remarried in tw uh, 23 years ago. I'm married to a woman now. Uh, so a little bit of changes there, but, um, so I still have to ask myself, you know, I have relationship ideals of how I want to show up with her. You know, I, all of this, you know, I do now with my, my new sponsor is that relationship ideals on whether it's sex, it's just relationships in general. And every time, you know, I have to ask myself these questions, selfish, um, where am I selfish, dishonest, and considerate? And my sound ideals, you know, it's like God is going to help me to show, show me how do I want to show up today, Right. And that I'm going to have to ask my higher power. And then not only that, the hardest part is, okay, we all kind of get this idea of how do we want to show up? How would God want me to be? Okay, that sounds great. This looks great on paper. How the hell am I supposed to do that? Like, I don't know how to be that. So it's kind of like that whole idea. So with my food plan, right? This whole neutrality with food. That sounds great. I love that idea. I can't make myself neutral, but I can get a food plan. I can get a food plan from the nutritionist. You know, I can weigh and measure my food. I can commit my food. Those are the things that I can do with God. God gives me neutrality, right? So the same thing with my sex ideals or my relationship ideals, right? You're supposed to be loving and kind and live up to these things. I can't make my heart those things I've tried. I'm just going to, but I, I can make an action plan. I can write my relationship ideals. What does that mean for me is the, I write a, how I want to show up 
to be? How would God want me to be? And then I make a plan on how I can show up differently. How does that look like? And then I go and I ask God to help me to to live up to that, right? But then God's going to give me that ability. And do I fall short all the time? The only one that I, you know, the food thing, I can do that 100% perfect. They tell us step one is the only step we can do perfect. The rest of it is I'm going to fall short all the time. I mean, every day I struggle with these things. Um, And then, you know, we, because down here it says, you know, we must be willing to grow towards it. And I said, one of the biggest miracles and gifts in my life today is I want to grow towards that. And I know I always think it sounds funny to say today, I actually want to live by spiritual principles. I want to live different. I want to be a different person because I'm finally, not only understand that that's what this is all about. This is all about the change, the transformation, how we're going to be. I want to be a different person. I just don't know how to do it. But guess what? The book's going to help me. God's going to help me. The whole reason we work these steps is to get this relationship with God to do this, to help us do that. But I got a part in this, right? And, you know, um, so in meditation and prayer, I ask God, and I'm going to tell you guys the honest God truth. I tell people this all the time. I This is one of my prayers. More often than not, when I'm dealing with with my wife and that, with my my grown kids, I say, I step away, I do the pause, I do the 10 step questions in my head because it tells us that's the first thing we do is we pray. We don't make a phone call. We pray, we go to God, right? And this is my prayer. I do not know how to effing do this, God. You're going to have to help me. I cannot tell you how many times I say that prayer all the time. And then I go through the thing only because you guys tell me I have to ask myself, okay, where am I being selfish? Okay, I'm doing this and this. I don't want to do this. I don't, you know, and then the change happens, but I talk to God that way. Cause I don't know. How to, I, I don't know how to do this. Right. And, you know, I just want to say this cause it's my own, and this is my own opinion. God alone can judge our situ- situation. My God is um, creative, intelligent, all infinite power and love. And my, my higher power today does, does not judge me, but helps me, you know, this is love and, and this power you know, shows me how to be a different person, shows me, I I think to myself, how does God want me to be? And I had to get away from that whole idea of feeling judged, whether it was from you guys, whether it was from this God. And so I choose today to think, you know, God's going to help me to show me these things. And and that is a personal thing. We all have to find, you know, what our ideals are today. And, um, you know, that's, I just, I just can't share with you guys enough that, that the, the, the biggest change in my recovery today is the change and that I've been willing to work these steps knowing that the reason I'm working these steps is no longer about um you know being thin or being my food under control you know that's that's supposed to be a prerequisite that's a given at this point it's so that I can get this relationship with this higher power this infinite love and power so that I can live up to my new sex ideals my new relationship ideals and and grow towards those and be a different person and yes, again, we all fall short. I just want to say that to anybody that's there. It's like, you know, this is this is where the, the real work is. You know, I mean, looking back, it's like the food is way easier than showing up and being a different person. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that all the instructions on life, I know I hear this all the time. I thought it was terminally unique when I said, why isn't there an instruction manual for life? Well, guess what it is? It's right here. And it, and it tells us what to do from the minute we get up to the minute we go to bed and everywhere in between and how to be a different person today. And I'm so grateful that today I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to show up different. I don't always like it, but um, it's way easier than being back in the food. I'm gonna tell you what, this disease is awful and we hear it all the time. There's no door number three. 
So, you know, this is my thing. I always say the disease is hard. And it's a lot of work. This re- pro, you know, this recovery, it's, it's hard. It's a lot of work. I got to choose my heart. But as it says, it's a design for living. It's not a program. It's a design for living. My program helps me to work these steps. My program helps me keep me in this design for living. But I finally understood it's the design for living that works in a rough going, you know. And so today, grateful that I'm able to to hear that message and work towards those goals and live towards these ideals. Thanks to uh, these steps in my higher power. With that, I pass.